Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the Warhammer 40k podcast where you get to write the script. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show and maybe even jump your story in the line or maybe even read stories with me or maybe you have a story you would like to read to me, head on over to Patreon at Lorehammer Listener Lore and check out all the cool ways to get involved and support the show. Enjoy. Welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the 40k podcast where you get to write the script. I'm your host, Mark, and man, what a week of stories we've had. And I got another guest on today to uh, read this story with me. Everybody, welcome, get your poll or Blake. Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, glad to uh, glad to have you on the show. Oh, look, man, I'm always happy to be here, you know. Anytime we get to hang out with the Lohammer guys, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, I get to read some short story goodness. Um, this one, the title of it is uh, Catching Me Off Guard by quite a bit. It's called Why I Hate Dung Beetles by Stefan. Seems like an oddly specific thing to hate, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, like, what did they do? Did they wrong you to this thing of proof? What happened? <laughs> I'm just doing a quick scroll through this story, and it seems like this story is about sisters of battle. So I don't know how that ties in with the dung beetles, but I sure am heck excited to find out. Yeah, I mean, I guess we're going to find out by the end of it. It's a long (laughs) one, so uh, strap yourself in. Watch me fail to read. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we we can edit it out. It's fine. I edit all of these. It's fine. fine. Putting the Um, educational system of Australia to the test. (laughs) Australia versus Canada reading competition. <laughs> cool. Uh, so we'll just dive into it. We will be taking turns reading. We'll be taking turns doing the Sisters of Battle voices. It's going to be fantastic. It's a six page oh, long story. Man, I'm going to have to bring this up if you walk to Sisters of Battle. Oh, no. But yeah, yeah. Uh, bring- ah! Ah! <laughs> we got this. Fine. Cool. So once again, <laughs> Why I Hate Dung Beetles by Stefan. I am known as Sister Salvia. I was born on a small imperial world of little consequence, though it had a large imperial shrine. I believe that it is thought that one of the Primarchs stepped on this world during the Great Crusade, though I do not know for sure. I have not been home since I began my time of service. At that shrine was a small rotating squad of Adeptus Adeptus Sororitas. I have heard stories of the great warriors of the Imperium, of the mass of titans and machines that crush our enemies and defend our worlds, but the sisters I saw and met, and so I made up in my mind that I would do whatever it took to be one of them. 
I had an older friend who lived next door who shared my desire, and she joined them several years before I had. Her fanatical devotion to the emperor is a beacon to us all. When I joined, I hoped to serve with her, though I knew that was unlikely. When I mentioned this to the sister superior who was training me, she smirked. I found it would be easy enough to serve under her, but her status as a Repentia sister or Repentia superior, I set my goals elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. And through work <laughs> and training, I became a seraphim to bring death from the skies on, on the enemies of the emperor, a member of the order of the sacred inferno, a lesser order created by the order of our martyred lady to watch over several shrine worlds, including one of my home world. But make, uh, make no mistake, we do bring fiery death upon the enemies of the Imperium and avenge the fallen. After I've burned and purged many, I hope to die a death in service of the Emperor. I know I will die in service of, I know I will die in service of the Emperor. My mission has not changed. I have fought in campaigns, even fighting with Astartes in one instance. They are impressive, I will admit, but I have some loyalty to my own. We all face the threats as they do, though I haven't faced them personally, or though I haven't faced them personally, we lack their physical strength. They are more than humans. We are only women, but our faith is stronger. There's a creed we serve. We burn heretics, we kill mutants, we purge the unclean. But I learned yesterday that there, there are threats beyond that than just dangerous, if not so than the heretics in our borders. And it is a terrifying thought. I serve on Alberanian III, a well-populated world of our order. There's a shrine here where the Sister Superior and our parent order died killing a powerful champion of chaos, bloated and twisted by heresy. Where she died, a tree grows that burns with a where she died, a tree grows that burns with the emperor's light. The emperor blessed her devotion by allowing her to live on, and no disease can survive its light. I had just completed my morning rituals, preparing my armor and weapons when they returned. A squad of sisters had been set outside the capital city, Elenia, to the ruins of an older sediment. These ruins likely dated back to the Great Crusade, and so the Inquis Inquisitor Cuspius claims. Due to some rumors of strange sounds and monsters dwelling in the ruins, the canonist and the Inquisitor sent a small, in or a small squad to investigate the rumors, after the Inquisitor ensured none of the witnesses were heretics. After completing my morning rituals to prepare my equipment, I always spent some time meditating at the sacred tree. As I entered the main rotunda of the cathedral, one of the sisters hurried in and whispered urgently to the canonist, who was talking to two sisters superior of our order. After a short exchange, the canonist sent the sisters away and then turned to the various sisters gathering about. The squad we have sent to the ruins. I'm not even going to try a female voice. I feel like that just ruined it. <laughs> then you okay. go to the best one. The squad we sent to the ruins. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, sisters are way more manly than ours, Mark. Just accept yeah. it. <laughs> no, that is 100% fact for sure. <laughs> the squad we sent to the ruins has finally returned, but only five of the nine have returned. They will be here shortly. She paused for a moment, her eyes scanning over the ornate 
panorama beyond the sacred tree depicting the epic battle that gave rise to the tree. I'm sure you're all eager as I am to hear the report. When the returning squad entered, we had formed a semicircle around the rotunda. The canoness and the sister superior waited in the center. Their armor showed some signs of wear, but it was the layers of dust and dirt that showed more distinctly. Only one of the remaining sisters had retained her helmet. One was cradling a heavy bolter, but seemed tired and worn. The superior had one hand resting on the handle of the, her infernal pistol hanging from her belt. Her power sword swung from her sagging belt, almost touching the floor. Sister Carolina, we are all eager to hear your report. Canonis, you are in grave danger. She struggles to pull off the words from within, finally spinning out the last word with a jolt of pain. All the sisters jerked back like puppets pulled on by an unseen force. Her eyes began to glow green. Long live the king and his servant, the pharaoh of dreams. The sister superior in the final phase in a strangely flat tone, but in her normal voice. Before we can analyze the strange declaration, the room descended into chaos. The sister superior finally drew her uh, pistol and fired, sending molten stream straight through the canonist's stomach. The other four all opened up with their bolters. Two sister hospitals, completely unarmored and unarmed, were blown apart before they could react. If you want to take it from here. Yeah, sure. Though there were a good two dozen of us facing the traitors, most were unarmed and ill-prepared for a fight. The time it took for the fallen sister to activate a heavy bolt to save many lives. I was able to dive out of the way and draw my knife. I'd, I had not brought my flamer pistols with me. An error I will not make again. Several of the sisters had bolt pistols on them and began returning fire. Their salvo prevented the traitorous retributor from aiming their heavy bolt a well. She charged. I shot forward, firing wildly, the bolter shells flying wide and striking around the rotunda. As she rushed ahead, I stepped forward and drove my fist into her face. She dropped to the ground. I drove my knife into her throat, pushing it down with both hands. Several other sisters who were armed, patrolling about the shrine and the cover. Uh, Convent? Convent grounds, right, they're nuns. Um, rushed in and sound at the sound of bolter fire. After a moment of confusion, they opened fire and took out the remaining uh, three firing bolt guns. The sister superior fired a second blast into the cannoness. Um, but for the moment, uh, but for a moment, the green light faded in her eyes. She stood for a moment, struggling with the gun. Struggling against herself, she managed to pull the Inferno pistol back and pointing it, pointed it at her head. I thought she was going to shoot herself in the head, but instead, she fired it into the base of her neck. I saw a hot beam tear across her back and shoulder and into the floor beyond. They're coming. They are taking control, she gasped. I could sense the sincerity in her voice when, in that last warning but she collapsed the ground soon after. I turned over the sister I had slain and gasped in surprise. A strange metal device had been embedded into the, uh, itself into the neck of the sister. Uh, the next few moments were blurry, uh, were a blur of 
activity. We destroyed the remaining Xenos tech quickly before they could cause any more havoc. The sudden chaos had shaken us all, but we pulled together and acted quickly. The wounded were moved to the rooms and care was given immediately. Despite this, over a dozen assistants have fallen, not including the fallen ones. The cannoness the was in critical condition and her survival was unlikely. My faith is the, em- uh, is the emperor had not wavered. Um, sisters do not fall to chaos, but this Xenos tech had hijacked their minds and will. At last, the sister superior had shown that our own faith will still could still help us resist. Being being used to kill my sisters was a fate far worse than death, worse than torture. We had to crush whatever horrid Xeno scum had created these devices. We did not have to wait long. We barely had cleared the body from the rotunda when when the Inquisitor burst into the convent. A Xeno's force had been spotted heading towards the city walls. Not only that, I, but if I hadn't just seen the squad sent to the ruins that had been affected, stories of people um, hijacked by this alien technology wreaking havoc in the filled city, the Imperial garrison was scrambling their forces, but their men outside the fort, uh, but their men, their main fort outside the city walls, and the only small force was left inside the city itself. Eager for revenge and determined to unleash the Emperor's wrath, as these twisted monsters, monsters who dared to turn against each other, we mobilized for battle. I gathered with my squad as we helped each other don our jump packs. The Seraphim of the Sacred Inferno will jewel hand flamers. Um, except for the sister superior of the squad, who wields a dual Inferno pistol and a power sword and Inferno pistol. Our superior sister Colette had chosen the former. Throughout the convent, a hymn began to drift on the wind. Soon it became thundering chorus. We emerged from the convent, full of the Emperor's light. Some think an army that sings hymns as they march, quaint and curious. Those have never faced the fury of the Adeptus Sororitas. Um, would you like me to read it or are you good? Yeah, I'll, I'll take this one. Excellent. This is the hymn. I am as he made me. I have no desire for a child in my arms or pot on the fire. I heed the high voices. I go where I'm sent. I burn the heretics who refuse to repent. I am the fire in the field full of briars. They won't call me mother or madam or wife. They will know me not by the strength of my life. I will burn with the light, not my own. I am Sister Joan. The courage of Alicia, the fire of Catherine, the sword of Sister Maya, and the blood of Lucia. I take what I am given. I follow the truth. I gladly abandon the joy of my youth. I'll take the lashing that falls from the scourge. They won't call me mother, madam, or wife. They will know me not by the strength of my life. I will burn with the light, not my own. I am Sister Joan. I fight where he tells me. I never ask why. I've struck down the demon with the wrath from on high. This is fucking sweet. I just got Dude, this is say. a fucking metal song waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah, Stephen, man. who are you? We need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I kill without consequence. Heed no man's law. I purge the chaos like chaff from the straw. I am judgment and his wrath on nigh. 
They won't call me mother or madame or wife. They will know me not by the strength of my life. I will burn with light, not of my own. I am Sister Joan. The force of sisters that rallied at short notice lacked any of our ordeals, orders, heavy weapons. Our force had, our force of around a hundred sisters arrived at the main plaza, surrounded by several large buildings, houses of the local nobility and imperial government buildings. Ahead of us was a large stairway, hundreds of feet wide, descending into the lower city. The remnants of the imperial guard patrol in the walls and the gate falling back through the lower streets. To their credit, they were trying to fight back, still returning fire as they fell back, but it did nothing. The Xenos race had advanced inexorably forward, their eyes glowing green, their weapons glowing green, but their bodies drab metal skeletons, and swarming in front of them was a whirling mass of gray creatures, giant insects of some sort, shaped much, much like the devices that had embedded themselves in our fallen sisters. The most senior Palatine, Sister Palatine Helena, began barking orders and we moved into action with grace and speed, still sing, sing, or singing confidently. The enemies advanced towards moving slowly forward, silent but for the occasional blast of green lightning disintegrating an unfortunate soul and the skittering mass of metallic beetles. We flew into battle, plumes of flame in our wake, ready and eager to unleash our fury against these strange Xenos. Sister Colette led us to the roof of the building with an open roof. I believe it was a warehouse of some sort. Though I admittedly biased, our sister superior was the most skilled of those leading the seraphim into battle. She had an uncanny ability to know just when we should fall upon our foes for maximum devastation. She raised one arm and we prepared to drop into the Xenos below. But then there was a strange shattering of glass and sound of skittering. The gray creature burst from the skylights along the warehouse roof, crawling up the side of the building. They swarmed over, over us with a vengeance, their metal legs and man mandibles ripping into our armor. They looked like a beetle native to our home planet, known for collecting and making nests among the animal waste. I was not particularly fond of these creatures, but making them of strange metal was no improvement. We fired our jump packs and unleashed our flames on the skittering swarm. Dozens of screaming beetles crumpled to the ground, wreathed in flames. Their legs continued to wiggle and writhe as the burning jelly engulfed them. One of the beetles tried to burrow into the leg of the sister next to me, and I was struck with my hand and, oh, I struck it with my hand flamer with all my might and managed to knock it loose. We both, both unleashed hand flamer into the torch. We both unleashed a hand flamer into it, torching it globules of metal dripping from it. I was sure it was trying to reform, but the burning chemical continued to burn until they was, or until it lay still. The attack wow. The attack claimed two of our number, but I knew they died bravely, bringing death to the enemies of the emperor. Once crumpled, one crumpled to the ground, wreathed in flames as creatures tore into the fuel canisters on her belt. The other's jump pack malfunctioned when the creatures leapt on her back. She slid across the ground and slammed into the edge of the roof, tearing away a chunk of concrete before plummeting to the ground. There was no time to mourn. Sister Colette gave the order to jump and we hur hurled ourselves off the edge of the building. I always enjoy the rush of plummeting down on the sudden rise of the jump pack kicks in. We felt right behind the large, we fell right behind a large cluster of small gray warriors our songs drowning out the roar of our packs, 
the cacophony of weapon fire. As we dropped, the Emperor's wrath in the form of burning flames fell falling upon our enemies. I saw our sisters charge forth, eager to redeem themselves of their shortcomings. The Emperor is not unmerciful to those unwilling to repent. The buzz of their massive blades wreathed in flames and whirling teeth was a sound the enemies of the Imperium knew to fear. I believe all orders should pour fuel over their chainsaws and ignite them. The effect is too glorious not to. Metal. <laughs> Fucking, this is metal. <laughs> it's brutal as fuck, dude. Yeah. I saw Sister Wania, my old friend, charging forward, her whips cracking in the air. The Xenos did not seem the least bit surprised, though I did not think their faces could show expression. Most heretic would run in terror at the well-organized, well-coordinated assault. These enemies simply turned and began firing their strange weapons, green lightning lancing forth. The Repentia took the worst of it. Half of the score of warriors disintegrated under the Xenos guns, little left to bury. At least they found redemption in their deaths. It is a fate all sisters of our order desire. To die in bed somewhere is a life wasted for the sisters of the sacred infernal. One of our number numbers fell, leaving only five of our squad remaining, but not before our, our flames engulfed several of, in, several of the Xenos. Sister Colette's pistols pierced through multiple Xenos. One skillful shot could cut one in twain, but the Xenos did not die easily immediately beginning to reheal, still fighting on despite grievous wounds. Sister Wania lashed out with one of her whips, but it did no effect on the metal Xenos. With a quick pull, it ripped the whip from her hands. She pulled out a bolt pistol from her side and emptied a magazine into the Xenos. It crumpled to the ground and disappeared in a flash of green. Take it away. One by one, the Xenos scum vanished in a flash of green under, under our fury. One of the last ones standing swung his gun at one of our seraphim. The blade at the end failed to penetrate her armor, but the force knocked her to the ground and her hand flame was spun from her hand. I unleashed a burst on the creature and then turned and it turned away from my sister and charged at me. I stepped back and tried to fire, but both flamers had sputtered out. Their tanks were empty. I stepped another swing. Uh, I stepped another swing and was about to drop one down and draw my knife. A massive chainsaw wielded by my squad mate. A massive uh, by my squad mate soared down across the creature and she drove a blade into it. There was a flash of green and it disappeared. We had no time to rest and the sister Colette ordered until there was a flash. Oh, fuck, I lost it. Um, ordered us into the air once more. We landed at a nearby building, looking for another place to strike. Fires and smoke rose all across the lower city. I reloaded my hand flamers. A door on the roof, a large metal rectangle set flush with the roof's plane, burst open, and a massive Xeno soldier burst from it. It had been some time, but I believe the creature was larger even than an Astartes. It raised its strange gun, which glowed green, was much larger than any of its smaller ilk and unleashed a flurry of green lightning. Sister Colette was eviscerated and only uh, with only her extremities and scraps of her cloak remaining. The closest sister unleashed both of her flamers, 
the Xeno stepped forward and swung his massive gun, skewering the sororitas on the, on the bayonet. Drusilla and uh, Drusilla, the sister I have saved, was still carrying the chainsaw. She charged and swung it with all her strength, the teeth ripping into the strange metal. It looked like uh, it shook the fallen sister from the end of his gun and began to turn. I charged. I charged in and fired by jump packs. Fucking hell, I can't English. Um, Sometimes you get that, yeah. I slammed into his torso and put my flamers right against its head and fired. The heat fire, the heat and fire erupted around me. My cape caught a light and was and was the Emperor's wrath. It pushed me off and I fell to the ground. The wind driven from my lungs. The last seraphim charged and charged in and hurled full weight against the Xenos weapon, driving it into the other side of the chainsaw and pushing it deeper. With their combined strength, uh, with their combined strength. They pushed the blade through, and the Xenos fell in half. We torched the remains of our flamers until it disappeared. We took a moment to survey the battle. I saw the tanks and the war machines and Astra Militarum garrison rolling towards us. Their, gun already fu- their guns already firing. It appeared the Xenos were already falling back. Flashes of green erupted here and there as the withering fire erupted around them. The battle was over. The battle was costly. A group of senior members of the order that gathered in the convent was a different group than was normally gathered. Sister Palantine Helena was acting canoness as the most senior member. I now was the most senior seraphim. Sister Junior was was there as well, with the other sisters leading the forces of our order. There was also a man in the main room, Inquisitor Cuspius. So, Inquisitor, are you going to share your information about an imminent threat? I do not need to tell you that the Sacred Inferno is a little upset that several of our numbers were forced to turn uh, on their sisters because of this twisted Xenos tech. Sister Helena barely kept the venom from completely overwhelming her voice. Be careful, sister. You are privileged. Uh, you are privileged much to information, and the populace is not allowed to know for very good reasons. But if I if I will tell you, we do not know much. But with the current records, have these Xenos been on many planets? Their technology is far beyond anything we have ever seen. Even the well, never mind. The taint is very difficult to purge. The best option is usually to destroy the entire planet before it becomes too powerful. But we inflicted significant casualties and our order and the Imperial forces were not even mobilized at full capacity, Junior added. We turned to Junior. Uh, He turned to Junior and shook his head. We have killed no one. If current theories are correct, they, they have all just whisked away by some unknown means to regenerate. They, they longer, the longer they have, the more powerful they will become. This planet has already lost to you. I snapped. Um, I was surprised a little by the tone of my voice. I felt the Emperor's rage fill me. There's a sh- sacred shrine on this world. Would you have it burn without a fight? I don't know about 
you and Chrysler, but the Order of the Sacred Inferno does not run from Xena, scum. We fight, and if need be, we die for the Emperor. Careful, sister, you tread near to the boundary of heresy. No, I tread the boundary of insubordination. Someone else wants to destroy a sacred shrine. The Inquisitor <laughs> stepped over to me and I leaned close. I was determined not to back away, but his eyes bored deep. Sister Sylvia, I was born in this world. I have served here for many years in this world. I am not trying to destroy the sacred shrine. He stepped away and addressed the assembled sisters. Would you like me to keep going? I can finish it off. All right. The Inquisition has access to several powerful weapons. If we hope to save this world, we must go into their tunnels as deep as possible, set up the devices, and detonate them. If we are fortunate, the explosions will bury them and damage their equipment and prevent them from fully awakening. Give us a few days to rally the Order fully and mobilize our forces. Are the tunnels large enough for our vehicles? Asked Sister Helena. Oh, they are indeed, sister. He stepped back and bowed slightly. I will ensure that the Astra Militarium on this world is ready as well and send a message for reinforcements. I will prepare, for wep- I will prepare the weapons for transport. That was several days ago. We are preparing to march into the crust of our planet to root out these Xenos. I am disgusted and disturbed that the Xenos have been living on our world since the time immemorial. Inquisitor Cuspus does not seem to think our chances are good, but he is still leading the force. I perhaps have under, underestimated his devotion. I now lead a squad of Seraphim with four of our other sisters beside myself. Drusilla is my second and still carries the massive chain sword. I think it will be useful. I decide to carry one infernal pistol and one hand flamer for tactical usefulness. We have all gathered, uh, we have gathered all of the order on the planet and on nearby moons, now about 400 strong. We are joined by a small astro military force of 50,000. Oh. <laughs> Just a small oh, force. Don't worry. I believe that this may be the battle I will be able to die for. Die in for the Emperor. I only wish that I had done more. I wish I had more lives to give for the Emperor. I was just thinking about my home world and my family. I miss them, but they will be happy I died in service of the Emperor. But there are also disgusting dung beetles there. I have never killed them, or I have never liked them, but now I really hate them. Uh, This excerpt was found in a room of Sister Superior Sylvia. Seraphim of the Order of the Sacred Inferno, child of the Order of our Martyred Lady, in the Covenant of the Sacred Tree, City Elena, planted Albanian three in the Alderanian system. Cool. Alderan? Yeah. Alderan. Dude, that was well written. That was incredible, man. I can't even fucking speak, let alone read that. God damn. Man, I, I was Man. taking some notes, uh, and I think I'll start at the beginning. Uh, the tree, I like that tree where it's just like the sacred shrine is this tree that illuminates light, uh, and it's just like this actual sacred place where you can see the power of the emperor like manifest mm. itself very clearly. It gives me a big like Middle Earth vibes. You know how like yeah. the white tree of Gondor is like descended from like the tree of light in the... It's like really deep cut lore, but basically that's why that tree is white. And that's what this reminds me of. That's like 
what evokes in my mind, but instead of it being like the court of Gondor, I get like this gothic cathedral with like yeah. an illuminated tree in the middle. It conjures really cool images. I love it. Yeah, man. And, and like this whole time, you just hear about the, the sister's faith and the emperor and like they're like just their determination. And yeah, when you see that sacred shrine, that tree that is literally like manifesting light, it's easy to believe in the god emperor, you know? Absolutely. I, I think that, like, I've listened to a lot of the listener laws and whatnot, and most of them are far better than I could write. But what I can say is, like, as far as the sisters goes, this one here has really captured their zealousness. Not just, yeah. like, oh, for the emperor. It's like, this chick is like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I want to die for the emperor. Like, that's yeah. that's what she wants, you know? And I yeah. think it's just, she captured that, like, they captured that really well for the characters. Yeah, you for know? sure. Yeah, I and really like, like that. Uh, I loved at the beginning too, how they showed like, and it goes back into their faith and like their purity of cause, how they showed no hesitancy to slay their own sisters. So like something's up, boom, guns are firing and opening up on the sisters. And it's like, there's no questions asked when there's heresy involved. Yeah. Yeah. Like just the idea that that could be chaos at all. They're like fucking, you know, like anything. Yeah. They're like, nope. Nuke it, dude. Nuke it, start again. <laughs> <laughs> Nuke it and start again. Like, yeah, no, I thought that was crazy. Um, it was, re- yeah, really well written too, like across yeah. the board. Yeah, like some of the scenes of them killing each other was pretty cool because they gave like some hints of what was happening. Like the one sister fired her infernal pistol through her own neck, you know? Um, it was just like, I know what mind shackle scarabs are, and you know what mind shackle scarabs are, but these sisters have no fucking clue what they are. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and that's the thing. Like, yeah, I think I think you fucking nailed it tonally. Yeah. You know? Like, you, you imagine just like hanging out in your nun's convent, and then all of a sudden your sister runs in with green eyes and starts like blasting the place. Like, what the fuck is up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that right? was a nice touch too, like that the green eyes and then they faded. Mm. And then later in the story, if they bring up once again, then the, the Xenos warriors have green eyes. Yeah, and I think that they wrote the battles in such a way that they were descriptive, but the whole thing wasn't bolt upon. There's yeah. like chunks of action, which of course are required, but it was like it's good. It's yeah. Good. Um sisters do not fall to chaos. So I'm I'm glad that no sisters fell to chaos in this one. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I just, I love the mystery of, of like the setup. Like they knew they didn't fall to chaos, but they knew they fell to some type of Xenos, but they just don't know the whole time. They don't say Necron ever. Nah. Because yeah, they, cool. they wouldn't know. And then even in the end, they talk just a, a little bit with that Inquisitor, just like there are things in this world that you can just, you are not ready for. Like, we don't even know, like no one knows. Yeah. Yeah, like even the pocket dimension thing. It's like, oh, you didn't kill him. And they're like, what? Yeah, Yeah, what? Yes, I did. No, sorry, you didn't. You roasted a couple of scarabs at best. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My next note, I don't know when I wrote this, but fuck, this made me feel gangster, yo. There were some scenes in here that were just like, I was getting like giddy with energy and just like ready to fuck some stuff up. Yeah, I mean, I definitely pictured the sisters turning their guns sideways like a kill shot. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, yeah. with their fucking infernal pistols, those things are so cool. Yeah, dude, that's rad as hell. 
I, I really um, dug it. The the next note that him man that fucking him. Dude, I, I yeah. You go, you go. Sorry. Um. Yeah. Like a, a couple episodes ago, I said, "Oh, this is like the first poem," and it was just like a quick little thing, and uh, it was so cool that people are including like poems and like stuff that is not just short stories or let's a canon articles. It really just shows that you can write lore in a variety of ways and just share mm. it and be unique and special. And just, yeah, it was such a good hymn. Well, I mean, I mean, for me, like that definitely just hit me straight up with the Tolkien vibe. Like, you know, you read Lord of the Rings, you read mm. the whole, but like the thing that builds that world is not just his descriptions, but it's the songs and the things like that. And, and yeah. as a dude that reads a, reads a, like, I listen to a lot of fucking metal, and metal's not, like, basic lyrics. It's always shit like this. And so I was like, dude, this is a metal song waiting to happen. Like, I can hear it. You know? <laughs> like, it's in my brain already. <laughs> like, I fucking, I eat that shit up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just, yeah. I'm just looking at it. I felt where he tell, or I fight where he tells me, I never ask why. I struck down the demon with wrath from on high. It's just like, yes. yes, dude, I'm telling you, that's basically a song lyric as well. Like, whoever wrote this. Oh, yeah. Okay, let me try it again. It. I fight where he tells me I never asked more. That's how you, that's how you fucking get the voice. Then you get the good death metal vocals, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I come from deeper. I fight where he tells me I never asked more. <laughs> See, there you go. Fucking sweet. No, I, I really enjoyed that, man, that poem. Um, the next note I wrote down was just the an order of pyromaniacs, man. The order of the sacred inferno, and it clearly comes off. He like describes the fire like gobulating like metal, and he just did such a good way of just using descriptive words to really enhance like mm. that fire theme, you know? Yeah, I really pictured them um, sort of like what's their name? Is it the Legion of the Damned Astartes with like the flames and that? Sure. Their legs and like that's sort of the flavor I got from these guys. Like, you know, that have like little like flame encrusted things and like ornaments yeah. and just like, yeah, they just love fire. And I get it. <laughs> I, get, I relate with these guys. <laughs> yeah, I never even thought of that, but that's that would be very cool for um like the army theme is yeah, instead of having like uh like a little purity seal token they have like a flame token hanging off of them or something yeah, just, yeah. exactly um, and why not you know yeah oh, yeah i love that that's super sweet um man this was just badass that was all the notes i had these sisters were just badass and i i just i just loved that story i i really enjoyed that one a lot really well yeah written. I definitely picture them as hot goth chicks that headbanged to death metal. That might just be me. <laughs> no, no, it's not just you. <laughs> yes. Um, Love fish girls and goth nets. I mean, what? <laughs> uh, do you have any other thoughts on this one? Oh, man, only just how fucking well written it is. Like, this is why I don't bother to write words because words don't work for me like this. i can write music but words just don't come together for me like this like this is so well done yeah like and- i i have the ability to write like uh like a lexicanum article like information but i have yeah, no ability yeah. to write a story and uh yeah just seeing people and their talent like it's so it's always so encouraging and like it motivates me to almost want to be better almost want to be 
almost skillshare here we come (laughs) (laughs) no but like seriously like i can i can write the frameworks of a narrative right like i can say like this is the setting these are the characters this is why and i can get really out there you know but like actually writing it so it's cohesive well-structured sentences like that that's not just like basic english that's fucking well done yeah like straight up yeah very well done um uh, so yeah i guess coming back to the beginning of the episode i guess we understand why uh why sister salvia hates dung beetles (laughs) i get it i get it fucking get it (laughs) (laughs) oh man uh well thank you stefan so much for sharing your your story with us that was fantastic uh get your pole blake you're my man you're my homie thank you so much for hopping on this episode always happy to be here with you brother always Cool. Well, until the next episode of Lorehammer Listener Lore, um, yeah, keep on writing. See ya. Thanks for listening. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page and support the show at Lorehammer Listener Lore. See you next episode. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.